coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. How long have you been in St. Pete? I've been downtown for about 30 years. Wow. Oh, you have really you've, seen the you've changes. You've seen a lot of change. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot. I've seen a lot in 10, but wow, yeah. I went to um, art school downtown in 1986 mm-hmm. at what is now the Tomlinson Adult School. Right. And they had a graphic design program there. Mm-hmm. And I got a scholarship there. And I was 19. And that was my introduction to downtown, which was get in and get out. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Eric Jacob from Eric Jacob Design. Eric has been in St. Pete for 30 years, is a total foodie, and we'll get a little restaurant history lesson. Our musical guest today is Nate Curran. We have have a a great great show, show, so so stick stick around. around. I am so hungry right now. I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list. Best Italian, casual dining, best pizza, Bloody Mary's, meatballs, and best salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays. And they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. 
you will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. On today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, we'd like to welcome longtime St. Pete resident, fellow foodie, podcast fan, and most importantly, old school madman, Eric Jacob. Welcome, Eric. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Glad to be here. We think that you might be our biggest fan, so thank you. <laughs> I'm up there. Every week we thank our sponsors, and yes, the, the money definitely helps, but what really keeps us going is the encouragement. You comment, compliment us almost every week, like in a private message or text. Absolutely. And that, that's one of the things that really keeps us going, actually. Well, especially Kevin, because he does all the hard work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the podcast, like, it, it, looks, it looks I'm easy. I'm just a voice. Looks easy, seems effortless, but it actually is a lot of work with all the other stuff we have going on, so... Thank you for that. So how long have you been in St. Pete? I've been downtown for about 30 years. Wow. Yep. You have really you've, seen the you've changes. You've seen a lot of change. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot. I've seen a lot in 10, but wow, yeah. Yeah. And have you always been doing what you're doing now, the branding, web, social design? Yeah, I went to um, art school downtown in 1986 mm -hmm. at what is now the Tomlinson Adult School. Right. And they had a graphic design program there. Mm -hmm. And I got a scholarship there. And I was 19. And that was my introduction to downtown, which was get in and get out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Exactly. Back then, totally, Back then yeah. it totally was. Yeah. At 19, there was nothing to do. I couldn't drink. And I lived in Seminole. Mm -hmm. So that's where I couldn't wait to get back to. Were you born in Seminole? Is I was born in Toledo, Ohio. Oh, okay. But uh, my parents moved here in the early 70s. All right. And they used to vacation at the Vinoy oh. in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And they liked it so much that they decided this is the place to be and not Ohio. Right. But cool. they, they moved to Seminole instead of St. Pete. They moved to Seminole. Mm -hmm. Back then, Pinellas County was all orange groves. Right. And developing suburbia is where they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Kind of a little cookie cutter, but near the beach. So right. it was kind of nice. Yeah. Seminole's a great area. Yeah. I grew up in Clearwater myself. Oh, right. So, yeah. Cool. So... Lori doesn't know this stuff. She's like, she's, like, she's like, Eric's coming over. What are we going to talk about? I said, oh, don't worry. Whatever you want. We have a lot to talk This is going to sound like a lot because it is, but it's actually really just a small fraction of some of the work that Eric has done. The Three Daughters Brewing logo, PETA Express marketing package, Bodega's logo, Compass Land and Title logo and ad design, mm -hmm. Irish 31's logo and window graphics, the St. Pete Museum of History logo, the Moon Underwater logo, website, Facebook, and Instagram. Wow. And All correct. Yes. <laughs> nice. So after you graduated Tomlinson, what did you, where did you go from there? I got a job um, at Florida oh, Trend. Oh, but it wasn't Tomlinson back then. It was art. No, it was Tomlinson. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They just had a, a design program there. Right. Got it. Um, I got an um, a internship at Florida Trend Magazine, mm -hmm. which at the time still is owned by the St. Pete Times. Right. But it used to be in the um, city building. 
where the city building is now, that was where Florida Trend was. Okay. And I got a job there as a production artist and an art director and um, came up with the Golden Spoon Awards, which was a oh, big deal. Oh, no way. I didn't come up with them myself. Right, right. But I worked on all those projects. Mm-hmm. And um, that was all freelance. And that was my real introduction into downtown. Mm-hmm. And we used to go out to eat at lunchtime and start to discover some of the new up-and-coming places that were downtown back in the early 90s. And what were they? The Garden Restaurant. Yes, the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a place across the street from our office called Jezebel's, okay. which was in the Snell Arcade on the oh. mezzanine level right? that overlooked 4th Street. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a nouveau-style lunch hotspot for everybody to go. Really cool, scenic. It was my introduction to kind of a little bit more idea of what flavorful lunch is as opposed to, you know, a burger. It was, you know, I didn't know what couscous was. I didn't know what, (laughs) you know, I was 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. I I knew what Wendy's fries were. Mm -hmm. But you were adventurous enough to try it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the people that I worked with knew downtown more. I was a little bit more timid about it, but there was a lot of potential that I thought was, it sort of was like I felt cool to be downtown at that point where I was like, yeah, we're going to lunch, we're having fun. It's not seminal. And I enjoyed yeah. that, yeah. Cool. And for those of you that don't know, the garden uh, was where Caddy's is currently or whatever they're doing with that space now. So. Right. Okay. Caddy's yeah. on Central. Yes. Downtown St. Pete. And interestingly, I learned something just before you came over about that. We got a, a DM, they call it on Instagram, a direct message. And I forget her name right now. We'll mention it later. But uh, she messaged the St. Pete Foodies Instagram account saying, hey, guys, I'm on the University of Tampa, and I'm writing a piece on restaurants in St. Pete, and would you have a photo of the garden cafeteria? And I'm thinking, cafeteria? cafeteria. <laughs> what is she talking about? What you talking about, But I Googled it, and it was before the, it was the garden restaurant, it was the garden cafeteria. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Was yeah. it the cafeteria then, or was it the restaurant? Um, it was the restaurant, but it was really, it was very... Um, Kind of seedy a little bit. Mm-hmm. They had a pinball machine in there. <laughs> it was kind of like masteries with food. Right. And we would go there at lunch and play pinball and then have a sandwich. Right. And it had a little bit of a night scene there at the time. Yeah. You know, they used to have jazz outside. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of liked the grittiness of it. Mm-hmm. It was like a city type place to go and eat. Right. I ate there many times before they closed. But yeah. I have a question on the Florida trend. Uh, the Golden Spoon Awards. I saw something where they listed 100 restaurants or like the 100 best restaurants in Florida, right? Correct. How do they come up with that? Um, it's not easy when we come up with our top 10 list and they're doing 100 in the whole state. That was kind of controversial a little bit about that, how they came up with them, especially the best mm-hmm. was a big deal because that was, that was a big foodie award that mm-hmm. you'd want to use that to, to market yourself. Mm-hmm. I was never involved in how they chose those. It was more about um, putting together the, um, the, the spreads in the mm-hmm. magazine, the photos and the copy. But back then, it was a big deal. I don't know if it, if it is anymore, but mm-hmm. it was back then. Mm-hmm. Well, people still talk about it. I mean, I, we know of it. I don't know how big of a deal it is now either. But yeah. And was it just a, like a, a big feature in the magazine or did they, did they have like an award show or anything? They did. They had an award show, but it was a big, it was a big feature. I'm not sure what month it came out, but... When it came out, it was extra thick. Mm-hmm. It was right. back when a magazine was the way you got information. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no Google or internet. It right. was strictly yeah. publications. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it was, was um, people wanted to be 
in top hundred because then they would put a sticker on their door mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they would let people know that, you know, hey, we've arrived. At right. least in Florida. That was a, a Florida-based right. um, publication. And then how, how long did you work there? And then what did you do after that? I worked there about um, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then they moved over into the St. Pete Times building. Mm-hmm. Which is and, now Tampa Bay Times. Yes. Right. Yes. And I decided about 22 that I was going to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Because I was freelancing a lot mm-hmm. of uh, agencies here and in Tampa. But there wasn't a lot of money in that for me, mm-hmm. freelancing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to start a business that was going to do logos. Mm-hmm. So I started researching companies that were coming up new. That's mm-hmm. how I got the Moon Underwater um, account. They oh, were right. opening a um, bed and breakfast. Good idea. New new companies need logos. And mm-hmm. that's what I would do is yeah. read the paper and read fictitious name applications. Oh, cool. Oh, very smart. <laughs> and I saw an ad in the paper that was for this couple that was opening uh, a bed and breakfast downtown. Mm-hmm. And I thought, they're going to need a logo. So I drove over there. And they were working on the bed and breakfast. It's called Mansion House. It's mm-hmm. on Fifth Avenue and First Street. It's still mm-hmm. there. Right. And they said, yeah, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so I did everything without a computer. Everything was done by hand. Wow. <laughs> and then they became friends and they said, we want to open a um, pub on Beach Drive. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, Beach Drive, here. there's nothing there. <laughs> and they tore down the existing building. They had the plans to build it. They built it from scratch, and I did all the uh, menus and logos and stuff like that. Wow. And they just, that was their vision, and it was 22 years. It recently sold, but it was 22 yes. years. It did recently sell. Yep. For those of you that don't know who it recently sold to, we can tell you that. It was Caledon Concepts, who owns uh, Ceviche and Rococo. Correct. Have now taken over Moon Underwater, so it'll be interesting to see what they do uh, with the menus and such there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're doing a good job. I support them. You mm-hmm. know, I, I go in there all the time. We're mm-hmm. still, everything's great. and. Um, they haven't made a lot of changes. I think they have some changes in mind, right. but I don't know what they are. But, um, you know, it's a great location, and it was time for the owners to um, retire and, um, do, their own and thing. do their own thing. Yeah. So they moved back to Wales. They sold uh, their oh, house. Wow. wow. They had to move back because of their visa status changed when they sold the moon. Mm. And, um, but they're happy. They're traveling, and they're enjoying their, yeah, that's great. their retired life. So let's, it's fun talking about some of the old restaurants sure. back in the day. So back in the day, Z Grill was on Central. Sure. Or Z Grill's not oh, here right. at all anymore, yeah. but it started on Central. I think in the space that is now... It's uh, Tamiami. Tamiami, right. And it was Crowley's. Right, and it was Crowley's, right, exactly. And before that, it was Z Grill. And then there was a Julian's. Yeah. I loved it. I, it was a pharmaceutical rep in those days, so I was taking doctors, and it was I was just in St. Pete proper, so I had to take the doctors yeah. to... There weren't that many good restaurants to go to. Bella Brava opened on Central, Yep. Um, where the Acropolis is now. Right. And it was fantastic. I remember when they opened. Yeah. I used to work across the street in the building they call the Marble Side, which is where the city gym is now, oh, upstairs. Right. Mm-hmm. That was my office. And after, um, I think it was Ovo Cafe was oh, there. right. Ovo. Right. And that was a big addition to downtown. I remember that was like, everybody's wearing black. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. It came from Tampa. Mm-hmm. They have pierogies. Right. I don't know what a pierogi is. <laughs> but they, I loved it. Yeah, and the build-out was amazing. Right. And then, he, then uh, I turned into Bella Brava, and I would go over there all the time because I worked across the street. Right. And I loved the staff. I loved the chef and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it was great for parties upstairs. You could, it was. I hosted you could have, pharmaceutical yeah, dinner parties and programs. We'd have the speakers come in and 
did it all upstairs. It was a lot of fun. Okay, I have one. I got one. Oh. It's not that old, though. Yeah. I think we met at Cascanel, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cascanel. I, I had seen you around, because you were around downtown. On- well, you were challenging me with my wardrobe, so I, <laughs> I, I, I kind right. of, um, I had my... Um, my fangs out, but then I realized you were a nice guy. So. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, you funny. Yeah, did, you did ignore us for a while there. So, <laughs> right. We, we, we started, like, socializing at the yeah. Gascanale, mm-hmm. which then became, uh, shoot, it's a, a U2 song, Rattle and Hum. Oh, right. That then, was very short-lived. Then, then Beantown Pub South, then Sea Dog, and now it's going to... Mary Margaret Tiger's Pub. Yeah, they've been taken over by uh, Pete Boland and Ian Taylor, who own the galley. I'm sure they're going to do a fantastic job with it. And I've heard there's actually going to be a dish on there that's an homage to Crowley's. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be really cool. So let's take a quick break, have a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Eric Jacob and some more foodie talk. We'll be right back. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Burr! It's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup but not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chili day comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, they'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast talking to Eric Jacob. And during the break, uh, you guys were talking about the old restaurants in Baywalk. In Baywalk, which yeah. Which no longer exists, but it's now Sundial. Yes. And that's going to be changing too. We're talking about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I, I moved here in March 09, Baywalk was kind of almost done. Grazi was still running in there. Two J's. And there was, oh, a, was, there was a Chinese yeah. place. And 2J's was still there, right? I don't remember 2J's. It was across the way from And GameStop that. was down below. Huh. And there was a, a Japanese yeah. restaurant next to um, yes, Grazi. That, yes, mm-hmm. there was. And yeah, GameStop was the biggest holdout. Yeah. And White House Black Market. They're like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So but, do you have any favorite restaurants in downtown that you like to recommend? I have a few. Do you want my favorite or a list of maybe the top three? Let's do top three. Okay. <laughs> I think my favorite is La Vie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love uh, their pho. 
La Vie is just comfortable. And I love the staff, and I love Twee. Yes. Yes, Twee is so everybody, awesome. You know, she, How can you not love Twee? She, she, yeah. she sets the tone. I mean, everybody's so nice and friendly. She's there. just cute and bubbly and always dressed yeah. to the nines. Yeah. And don't let her fool you. She's a hard worker. Oh, she is. She puts the time in, and, and I appreciate it about her. She's, mm-hmm. she's opening businesses all the time. Yes, she is. Doing great. And yeah. she's part owner of Trope as well. Correct, mm-hmm. which I love too. Mm-hmm. I love too. Not on my top three yet, but right. I'm right. working on it. I really like Baba. Oh, Baba's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, We've I tried that for the once, first time. But it's very, very good. Yeah. When I heard um, the podcast with Allison Harris on there, I was like, I better go try that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, I went up there and it was really amazing. It really yeah, is. Yeah, we, we like, we like, Easier for me to say. <laughs> we like everything we've had there so far. Yes. And they did just, uh, we came out uh, the other day with our top 10 best octopus. They were one of those. I had that, yeah. But it was so good, right? It, I cut it with a fork. I know. Yeah. It was amazing. It was very, very good. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you listen to the podcast and then go to places we talk about. <laughs> and I see the people who you interview out all the time. And right. I tell them, I did not know that about you. Right. Because cool. a lot of these people I've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, so many things I didn't know about them by listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll see him out and say, hey, I didn't know that about you, Tony. I, you know, Tony Mangiafico, who's yes. a friend of mine. And mm-hmm. so many things about him I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. We had it's, fun learning it, too. I think the, the funniest time was when uh, we interview, interviewed Tyson Grant. Yeah. And we went to Park Shore that weekend just it was for no we just like oh i, lo- I love park shore because next to grazi it feels like cheers kind of sure. those two places absolutely like, know everybody in there and all the bartenders so we go in and they're all like oh my gosh that podcast was so awesome we didn't none of us knew any of that about tyson that was really cool yeah. they were all so excited enthusiastic and it just makes us feel really good when that happens and it was nice that we yeah, could get that out for sure yeah so that was fun la v yes la v baba i would have to say grazi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Grazi's a huge fan favorite. <laughs> yes, it is. And I think it's um, my favorite restaurants are based on a combination of ingredients that aren't just food. Mm-hmm. It's like a magical thing of atmosphere, people, friendliness, food. They recognize you. Mm-hmm. It's all those things. Yes, a great restaurant can have great food, but I may not want to go there all the time. Right. Right. And that's why I like the combination of mm-hmm. things as. Being a regular at a place, it's yeah. nice to to have those people yeah. that know you. Totally, they know what you like. You walk in the and door you and they say, "Would you have you, your regular?" I'm yeah. Like, yes, yeah. please. We love that. That's too. usually at the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we enjoy that at a few places. Grazi's definitely one of them. Park mm-hmm. Shore, Trope, because you know we know, you know Reno from former owner of Trist. Right. We used to go there right. a lot, so he brought some of his old staff from Trist, and so we know everybody there too. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. You do go out to eat, it seems to be frequently, but you also cook. And I just learned this yeah. last night because <laughs> I, I, I like when you text me, uh, Eric will text me his food photos and like he's, you sent me uh, Booya last week or something and you used the tagline we made up for their ad that Lori like, made up do actually. Do ya booya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but then I last, like that by the way. Thank you. Do ya booya. But then last night, you made wasabi twice baked potatoes with broccoli and bacon. Yes. And it looked it, amazing. It looked, yeah. I mean, it looked like it was from a restaurant. You said it was an homage to. Well, there's a restaurant. A lot of your listeners might go back to these days called the Grand Finale. Okay. 
And it it was, sounds familiar, but I can't place it. It was on Central Avenue, a standalone, uh, about 11th Street. And it's still there, but it's not a restaurant anymore. Okay. And um, a guy opened it in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the very first restaurants that had a young crowd with really good food. Mm-hmm. Really good food. And he had um, revolving art exhibits in there with local artists. And it was... Is that where Hawkers is now? Or no, no. No, no, it was like, on First Avenue North. Okay, okay. It just was a place to go. And it wasn't because of baseball. It was just a really fun, hip environment with great food, casual, but mm-hmm. really, really young chef. And um, that was one of my favorites in the old days. And he used to offer different types of mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And one of them was wasabi oh, mashed wow. potatoes. And I would get that with a filet. Mm-hmm. And it had just that kick of wasabi. Cool. I would have never thought of that, but that's pretty neat. And oh, that's I've how had I made them. the They're awesome wasabi mashed potatoes. So I made the twice baked potatoes using wasabi and mix it in, mm-hmm. and then cooked them that way. And it's just awesome. Can you send us your recipe? Well, I was going to bring one in, but it, it, it wasn't looking as good as it was last <laughs> night. <laughs> that's funny. I can kind of picture the sign for it. Was it like red, white, and blue? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know I saw it, but I don't. I don't remember it like you do. <laughs> yep. So since we now know that you're a home cook, home chef, yeah, I'm going to do the lightning round for chefs with you. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Olive oil or butter? Butter. Lemon or lime? Lime. Pickles, dill or sweet? Dill. Mm-hmm. Thai or Indian? Thai. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Cheddar or Swiss? Cheddar. Ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Mexican or Spanish? (laughs) I love it when you do like... (laughs) Mexican. That would be my answer too. Ribeye or filet mignon? Filet. Pork tenderloin or spare ribs? Pork. We were almost the same except for a couple. Okay. Right. I thought you were going to ask me if it was salt or pepper. <laughs> That's the musician. I, I, salt <laughs> okay. or pepper. Okay. I, I, I'll ask you. I thought about doing those with you, but we have uh, <laughs> Nate Curran coming in right after this. <laughs> so That's funny. Check out Eric's website. It's quite impressive. EricJacobDesign.com. And Eric, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Nice being here. And you guys do a great job. I love the um, positivity that you have for everything. It's, it's nice. Thank, thank you. you. We'll be right back. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. 
I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry, I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. This is Betty Fox, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Nate Curin. Nate has toured all over the U.S., has two albums out, and used to write his own food blog. So we're here with Nate Curran. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I think so. I hope so. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. What's your favorite food? Oh, my gosh. I'm such a fat kid. Um, (laughs) Everything. I mean, Uh, if I had to narrow it down, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza's always yeah. a good answer. Yeah. There's so much diversity in pizza. I could eat it every day. I think I could probably too. Yeah. Yeah. What's your least favorite food? Ooh. See, I like pretty much everything. Uh-huh. That's my problem. Um, <laughs> maybe like peas. Peas? <laughs> Just green peas? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, you know I hate peas. Like, and I don't mind them. I'll eat them. Yeah. But I just, I would choose pretty much anything else. Over. Right. Even Brussels sprouts? Oh, I love Brussels chicken sprouts. Chicken livers? I like chicken liver pretty good. <laughs> Can't throw anything in it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Ooh, man. That's tough, too. I'm going to have to go bodega, though. I knew he was going to say that. Did you know that? <laughs> I did. I'm going to go eat there right after this. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, salt or pepper? Both, but Pepper. Pepper, nice. if you had to pick one. Yeah. Okay. That would be Kevin. I'm salt over here. Mm. Yeah. When we when we eat, we put the, we have the yeah, salt. Yeah, the salt on one side. We have the grinder for each. Yeah. <laughs> and salt's on Lori's side, pepper's on my side. And then before we eat, we both pick them up. We're just like, for like five minutes. That's. Not that long. I, I salt like one or two seconds. I pepper like he 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah. He yeah. salts a little more now than he used to. True. But, and uh, can you cook? I can, yeah. I actually went to culinary school for a little while. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Where'd you go? To Many years ago. Um, just a little, a little private culinary school in San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. So I'm a. <laughs> but I, I probably learned the most from my mama in North Georgia growing mama. up. In the, yeah. She's a southern. My mama's from North southern Georgia cook. too. Oh, really? Yeah, she's from Rome. Okay. If okay. You're familiar with Rome, yep, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. I've been to Rome. I think you told me you're from Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville, that's where I grew up. Not Florida. Yep. Don't get confused. Not yeah. Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> Gainesville, Georgia. But you said the last place you lived, you were in California before you moved here. Yep. And you mentioned something about a motorhome. Yeah. So I've lived um I've lived a bunch of spots, but I was in Pacifica, California for two years. 
um, and then bought an RV and moved into it with my dog, Max. And we, as you know, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. We, to- we toured the country just living in that motorhome for and doing gigs. over four years. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Very cool. But you're also a foodie and had a foodie blog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Kevin's other business is PipesMagazine.com. You have smoked pipes in the past. I know you said now you smoke mostly cigars, but... I still smoke both, though. Uh-huh. I still enjoy my pipe. You know, I've got plenty of pipes. And my granddad was a pipe smoker, and I've got his pipe now. Oh, and cool. So That's I awesome. smoke that sometimes. And yeah, I, I love pipe tobacco, and I'm... I'm a big fan. All right, mm-hmm. Check out pipesmagazine.com. <laughs> Biggest, best forums for pipe smokers. Love it. Yeah. If, if Kevin does say so himself. And, and, and I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to jump, jump in. You were talking about uh, touring the country and all that. Here's, here's something I took off your website. With over 800,000 miles driven and almost 900 shows performed over the last 12 years. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. You're definitely a yeah, full-time working hard musician. And, you know, so obviously you've been writing, recording, and touring nationally for some time. Yep. Uh, I noticed you had a post on Facebook saying that you were going to, after all that work, you're going to take a little break. Yeah, this year, I've decided, at least for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I sort of contemplated hanging it up for good because mm-hmm. I've got some other business ideas and things I do I'm a, I do graphic design as well mm-hmm. and have done that the whole time you know from the road mm-hmm. and I want to focus on that more I just bought a house in Clearwater congratulations so, thank you You're welcome. Um, I'm also but, a realtor oh are you really <laughs> <laughs> you guys literally do everything all three of us we're so diverse <laughs> we yeah. are conquer the world yeah um, but yeah I just I contemplated just hanging it up for good and then and then I was like you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a year mm-hmm. and just concentrate on other things and yeah. take a break and recharge yeah, and it's nice to do some different so, stuff too yeah sometimes absolutely. you know doing the same thing over and over after a while you're like yeah i need a break i want to do something different yeah so, so what made you settle on uh, st petersburg had you been here before i have so my brothers lived down here for about 11 or 12 years mm-hmm. um and they live in clearwater mm-hmm. uh, he's a pastor of a church in clearwater which one uh building 28 church Um, i grew up in clearwater okay it's it's right there on 19 Mm -hmm. in countryside and um so he he's he's the one that more or less talked me into moving here i was Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out where i wanted to land when i got out of the rv i decided i'd had enough rv after (laughs) four years (laughs) and um and he was like you know he's got three little kids and he's like man you ought to move close to family and you know we're here and all and so um that was probably the biggest reason Mm -hmm. nice yep so i've been here about three years and Great. And I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. a great area. Yeah. So we're going to feature a song from your album, The Madman and the Poet. And which one are you? Both? <laughs> um, um, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So the title of the song is Midnight Train, and I picked it for two reasons. One, obviously, I liked it. And two, when I got up this morning and looked at my email, I had an email from you confer- reconfirming for today, and the timestamp on it was 1234. So just after midnight, I'm like, okay, this is a sign that I need to pick this song. And also, one, two, three, four, twelve, thirty-four. 12, 34. Oh, Whenever I sign. see numbers in a sequence like that, I think that's a sign, too. I'm like, this is the song we got to do. I get that. So before we do the song, well, actually, let's talk about this song. Sure. Yes. What is it about? Uh, so I wrote this song. The Madman and the Poet was my, um, it's not the newest album, but it came out in 2016. And... Um, in 2011 is when I, I sort of I was living in North Georgia. I decided I needed a change. I packed up my my car with what I could fit. Me and Max we hopped in the car and we drove to California without a place to live, without a plan really. 
and uh, sort of zigzagged here and there. And New Orleans is one of my favorite cities for mm-hmm. many reasons, the food being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we popped in there for a little while. And this song was just loosely a fun song based on about a girl that I met down there on the Mississippi ah. in New Orleans. Midnight it's almost train. always about a girl. I know, right? <laughs> the good or the bad. Yeah. Right. And you're uh, online on Facebook. It's at Nate Curran. The website is also natecurran.com. That's N-A-T-E-C-U-R-R-I-N on Facebook and Twitter.com for the website. Nate, thank you so much. Yes, thank Man, you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Here we are with a kick butt song, Midnight Train. Well, I met a girl in the Mississippi, hair like a raven and voice like rain. Was heading out to California, heading west on the midnight train. Well, I was getting out of Georgia to the coast to find the sea. No more heater in the summers, no more sweet magnolia trees. I passed her up in Louisiana, packing luckies in a southern smile. Bone dress so white as cotton, draw as deep as a country mile. So bring her back to me So I can say her name I'll take her way down south On that midnight train Sixth on my back Sing of the girl from Louisiana Sing of the day that I'd go back All the way across the desert Sing the song about days of old And of the girl from the river delta Of the girl who saved my soul So bring her back to I can't say her name I'll take her way down south On that midnight That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Eric Jacob. And Nate Curran. And thanks to our sponsors. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. And and Engine Engine Number 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. 
We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. You're going to need a stronger stomach if you're going to be back in the kitchen seeing how the sausage is made.